Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of It's About Bravo. I'm Modesto. I'm Reed. And I'm Maddie. Yeah, and hey, we have Maddie. Maddie's here. Uh, and none of truly us. Truly our fourth co host. And none of the most important thing, none of us are Tom Sandoval or Raquel. I always said Levis. Apparently it's Lavise. I, I know. I think Andy said it wrong. I don't know. I, she's a woman Andy shrouded Andy. in mystery. And, uh, <laughs> you know, that's well, as, as Ariana said, she's also a woman who looks to complete herself in men. And I, I said, period. Yep. Boom. Period. Okay, we're going to get into the scandal of it all. I literally, that was some of the best television I've ever seen in my goddamn mm. life. And I watch a lot that's of fucking true. TV. So before we get into that, we have to get into. That's my Guys, it feels so good to say this. Let's talk about the Real Housewives of New York City. Oh my gosh. Did you all like, hear me just crack open that can of Celsius? I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I downed one. I'm just so excited when we found out. So we found out Legacy News confirmed and we found we got the trailer to the new Roni cast. But when the Legacy News, we've you guys posted about it during the week. But it wasn't confirmed yet. And then Peacock confirmed it. And I almost like I was I was walking around somewhere and I just like started smiling. I was like, we're we're really doing it. Like it's not it's happening. We did it. Yeah. We did it. We did it. Um yeah. Let's go over cast. It's so Ramona, Luann, Sonia, Dorinda, Kelly Ben Simone, and Kristen Takeman. Wild card in there, Queen Icon Legend I'm in my world. In my in my eyes, Kristen is mother. There's so many DMs that have like, why is Kristen on? I'm like, okay, she had two really good seasons. Her second season, she was iced out by Bethany. I think that they wanted Kristen to be the calming force that ended up being Carol. Honestly. And, and I being the dumb blonde that was just it was I found it really entertaining. She may not be the sharpest tool, but she's pretty. That, that was her. And that was one of the best housewives taglines of all time. Like, let's be real. She's also be fucking for she's, real. She's so pretty. BFFR. She's okay. stunning. That that uh, that pink suit at the upfronts, Mama. I have so she tore. Yeah, I have so much to say. So say it. Say it. Like, first of all, I love the diversity of this cast because, like, a I know people are argue like, well, they're not OGs. I don't need it to be all OGs. I just want it to be like iconic women from different eras of Roni. So like, obviously the OGs are a part of that. But then like, you also have like Kelly, Ben Simone. I always say Ben Simon, Ben Simone. She's not even season one, is she? So like, you can't even call her yeah. an OG. Um, no. And so I love it. Obviously, yes, I would love it if Jill were there. It'd be hilarious if she did her little surprise in the mid- middle of the trip. But they kind of did that shtick for girls trip girls already. Trip, yeah. But um. Kristen Teekman and Kelly Ben Simone. Did I say her last name right? Kelly uh, Ben Simone. <laughs> uh, whatever. Kelly B. Uh, and Chrissy T. Uh, <laughs> were they ever, they never shared a season, did they? So that could be kind of fun. No, yeah. I believe they did share a scene though, because remember that like charity, like, luncheon thing where they were like, we have a surprise guest. Luann brought Kelly on. And Kelly was. Kristen was at that dinner thing. Guys, I've also had two run-ins this week with Real Housewives of New York. Three, actually, in the past two weeks. So uh, Ramona was in my store. I I saw her, but I didn't 
speak to her. Uh, Luann was in my store yesterday, apparently looking for Diane von Furstenberg dresses. And when we didn't have one, she said, oh. And my manager said, well, we have Brandon Maxwell. And she said, oh, Brandon, my friend. He's on Project Runway. Did you know? And my manager was like, I don't care. <laughs> I literally, you go, do you want to try the dress on? Um, I missed this interaction, but I did see her leaving the escalator. And I, of course, followed uh, and followed her until the exit. I was like, I need to see her in all of her glory. It was also her birthday yesterday. So her shopping on her birthday icon. And I helped Uba on Sunday with a dress for the upfronts, which she didn't wear. So she showed me photos of all of her options. They were all white options. And she bought this white dress that I hated for her. I love the dress. It just wasn't for her. It was very matronly. And I t- she showed me pictures. And I said, Mama, that one in the middle is everything i said not the one that you're buying for me today like i'm gonna help you look better and she wore the one that i picked out of the photo and she guys has sonia morgan energy 100 percent. she was so kooky she was like wild she kept telling me how hot i was she like kept lifting up my shirt and being like let me see these tattoos oh baby like you're so tan what is this face and i'm like girl thank you <laughs> okay. i love that I- Mo, you lost me when you said uba because you told me you ran into three roni women in one day and i just haven't gotten into the mentality that these new Roni women are what we mean when we say Roni women. I was like waiting on that third person to be like Bethany or Sonia. And I was going to be like, you got the Holy Trinity. And you just oh, no, really I don't work at the loop. dollar store. So you Bethany did. wouldn't come to my store. <laughs> I don't work at Dollar really General. <laughs> saying Uba. And she's like gorgeous. And also maybe one of my the ones I'm most excited for based off the trailer. But I was just really thrown off for that because I'm still just having a hard time like calling these women women the roni women you know yeah i'm having a hard time with that too and i think like andy was saying uh, i've been listening to him on every single podcast because he's doing like the podcast circuits right now so i can't tell you which one he was saying it on but he was (laughs) we have to know that this is a new show like we can't compare it to other and i'm like yeah it is a new show but then why do they have the same name (laughs) like if it just had a different name i'd be 10 times more excited but that being said, the trailer did give more than what we've was rumored. It was rumored that they were all getting along and like still on was, social it's like they're getting along. But the trailer, at least they're giving some drama for it was giving yeah. and it was giving me chills. Honestly, was, I mean, like I'm an optimist, of course, and I like think everything sounds great. I was excited for Dubai. So, you know, we'll see. <laughs> but um, I just I hate on Dubai every episode. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> Um, I'm still going to be seated, but yeah, with Roni, um, it just, it did, it did surprise me. It seems like there will be some drama. There were a couple of girls, Bren, I don't know like what it is, but there was a look at her face. Mother, there's a look at her face. face. Like, I just know I'm going to love that woman. Like, (laughs) I, so part of me, like, I'm excited, but also like seeing them so friendly now gives Roni energy because Dorinda, Sonia, Luann, and Ramona would fight like fucking dogs and then be at dinners and lunches off season. That's and, true. And know when to turn it on. So it did give me that Roni energy. Bryn, mother, mother, mother. Um, but also, like, part of this was, like, why couldn't we have just taken Uba, Sai, and Bryn, and maybe Aaron, and throw them in with Luann, Sonia, Ramona, Dorinda, or Aaliyah? Like, you know, mix mix them all up and done, which maybe could eventually happen in the future. Who knows? I think... Like a Roni, like, crossover? Like, legacy? Yeah, like a little... Or, like, scenes together. Like, I, we've always said that. That trailer... <laughs> yeah. Let's... Let's actually play a trip of the a clip of the trailer now. What I love about New York is you can be anyone. We are loud, proud, and larger than life. We're all fabulous women, and we don't take no for an answer. I mean, we're ass. 
I'm kidding. We're actually great. We're really great. So the end of the trailer, I mean, like, I sigh mothering as well. Like, she was giving. She was fully, she was insane. Uba, when she snatched those glasses off of Aaron's face and was like, look at me when you're talking to me. Oh. I, Aaron also seems like a little bit of a wild card who maybe is trying to take, like, ownership of the group. And the girl's like, absolutely mm-hmm. no, ma'am. And Jenna was like, there. She kind of gives, we've always said Carol Redswell energy to where she might be a focal point in arguments, but isn't arguing right now. That's I what, gonna... um, I was going to say that's what Andy said. Like, I think it was Las Calturitas had him on and they asked him, like, what about Jenna Lyons? Like, is she giving? And he's like, yeah, she's giving a lot of drama actually surrounds her without her even making it happen. Like, it just kind of uh, ensues around her. So I think even if she's not technically, like, the bone carrier or a producer in that sense, at least she's bringing the drama around her. I Yeah, I think she's mothering. Just she is clearly a potential mother. And she's also and, hot, gay, and rich. Yeah, everything like just about her is just she's serving cunt, as they like to say. How do you serve cunt in a fashionable, unbothered, uh, producing but not in an obvious way? Way and I think <laughs> that it's lions. Um, no, I'm like here for it. I'm excited for these women. You know, Andy has, and like I listened to Lost Culturistas as well, Maddie, and he said that about her, and he said it's like a new show and. I think that's going to be the double-edged sword of this is that it's a new show and Andy and Bravo want us to like not view it through the lens of Roni, but it's called Roni and you're calling the women, the Roni women. So it's kind of impossible not to Mo. I can't stop thinking about what you said a few moments ago before the clip about bringing the two together at some point, like a crossover. I feel like every episode I have to give one like superhero reference that you don't understand uh, oh. There's a movie coming out in June called The Flash with that um, really problematic actor Ezra, Ezra. Miller. Ezra like Miller, yeah, doubling down. They're like, we already apparently the movie's really good, and they it's going to make them a lot of money. I and feel they, like it was it was filmed like years and years years ago. ago. Right? It was yeah, like before yeah, COVID. Busted up. But anyway, yeah. this movie is going to have the DC multiverse. There will be multiple Batmans from different Batman franchises. Michael Keaton from like the '90s. <laughs> And then ben Affleck really? from like the most recent, both Batmans are in the movie. So I just immediately started thinking of like Luann and like Uba and it being like the Michael Keaton from the 90s Batman. Like everyone's like, oh my God, she's back. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, Reed, you like, I know you think I don't know comic book references, but like I, one thing about me is I'm a pop culture fucking freak. Like I have to know everything. Like Eve, I've never seen a Marvel movie in my life. And I mean, I saw it's fox but i've seen every x-men movie known to man but um those are fox but yeah those are that is standalone in my in my heart and my life and my soul but like this really could be the multiverse of roni and i think like the problem with season 13 was that we were trying to bridge the gap between an ebony and Aaliyah and the women and they ebony or ebony didn't have roni energy at all and honestly i will say i have ran into four women because i ran into ebony on the street literally and figuratively i ran into her jansport backpack as i was running <laughs> running back from lunch and i literally hit this woman's backpack and I was, like, I was like oh my god i'm so sorry and she like looked over and was like it's fine and i was like not everything k williams and it was a new york moment for me and i just kept walking and i was like she looked so pedestrian like she looked like a corporate finance woman leaving the office and i was next to a cbs studio so she probably was recording something or another but she just she is a newscaster that's her world she wasn't roni and these other women are so roni like Bryn and sai and uba and jenna they seem kooky and crazy and they're there is a level of kooky and craziness if you choose to live in new york city 
anyone that I know that chooses to live here is that shit fucking Yeah, insane. y'all are a little weird. I actually saw someone We're on weird Twitter as fuck. Say, I saw someone on Twitter say the most unrealistic thing about Roni is that these women are all attractive and you expect us to believe they live in New York. <laughs> um, excuse me. I run with a very hot crowd of people. You know, yes, there are about. some hot people. You're hot, Mo. I wouldn't say I've seen the fear. No, I'm, I'm going to keep my mouth. Ah! Listen, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm going to bring up those gays that y'all hang out with. They're not all tens. Um, oh. and- <laughs> wow. And, okay, Shots fired. I, I don't want that to seem shade to Mikey, who was on last episode, because that man is fine. And I but shade was... to everyone else. Yeah, but to <laughs> but everyone everybody else, else is I... ugly, Mo says. <laughs> when, when Mikey was talking last episode, I did keep playing with my hair and just being like, hi. No, <laughs> not to go off on a tangent, but when I first moved to Chicago, I saw Mikey at uh, my first house party that I was invited to and like meeting people. And I looked over at him and I asked the guy that was hosting the party. And I was like, is that guy gay? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, are you sure? <laughs> and they, were like, <laughs> they were like, yeah. And so I went over and I introduced myself to him. And he was like, oh, my God. Hey, girl. Love your outfit. And I was like, no. Mike, <laughs> Mikey was my first, like, real gay friend. I was in, like, a weird bad relationship in my early 20s and I didn't really have any gay friends and when I got out of that relationship Mikey and I had recently met at the bar and he was also like he had just moved back to Des Moines Iowa from LA and he was also kind of I think looking to make friends and uh, we just like connected right away he like I've I've made a ton of gay friends since Mikey but Mikey's always been like at the center of my friend group and I have to thank him honestly for a lot of that I used to be like unfamiliar with like gay bars and drag race and like i remember like because of him and our other friends that i made through him like i started watching drag race season 11 evie oddly my queen so anyway just season 11 it's funny to hear uh you what y'all thought of like one of my besties i'm actually probably a good time to say i'm not gonna be here um next week or the week after y'all uh but next week i'm gonna be on an ultimate girls trip for mikey's 30th we're going to puerto vallarta that's so okay. exciting. Where uh, so gay. Vicky Gunvalson so gay loves to. We're also every gay went during COVID. Um, <laughs> yeah, the gay flower. We actually did get get a boat, and I was thinking about the gay flower and how we might go down <laughs> with the ship. Um, but it's PV Pride next week. We actually did not know that when we planned the trip. Oh so. my god, that's so exciting! It's that's gonna honestly be so gonna be fun. so fun. I can't wait. So yeah, I'll your hole's gonna be your hole's gonna be so stretched, baby. You are. <laughs> Um, <laughs> have to change the conversation. I'm <laughs> <a guy. laughs> so back to the Real Housewives of New York. Back to Roni. Back to Roni. <laughs> I something in me. I don't know, guys. I have like a sixth sense or something as I like touch my breast, like um, Mean Girls. I have a feeling that they're gonna. There's gonna be special guests popping in on that girls trip. Like I feel like we're gonna have. Me I don't know. Some. I something in me is gonna like, and, and I don't think it's gonna be Jill because she fucked up the contract negotiations. Like, I don't think it'll be Bethany because she's just hooting and hollering all over fucking TikTok. When she did, you guys hear a TikTok so where she was like, "Better than everybody." Like, else. Well, yeah, these women have to sign on to a show because they need relevancy. They also, crave girl, relevancy. It's like, girl, you're going to Olive Garden. She thinks that she's so cool, pouring that nasty dressing right in front of her camera, eating her salad while <laughs> telling her stupid shit opinions on the Roni Legacy reboot. When it's like, girl. You have a black speck in your teeth that I can see, like, up close and personal in 4K. Um, <laughs> worry about that and, like, film your TikTok afterward. God damn. Also, There's always so uh, much kale. In Andy's new book, The Daddy Diaries, he mentions that he reached out to 
Bethany with the Roni legacy idea, like originally he reached out and he was like, this is maybe what we're thinking. Like, would you be interested? She's like, um, what did she say? Like give a number or like name your price or something. And he was like, okay, I'll get back to you. And then that evening, that's when she made her TikTok, like talking shit about it. And he was like, okay. So Bethany used to be one of my favorite housewives. I like that's how that's similar to Nini. Like I want her back on her franchise so badly. And it feels like her and Nini both are never going to give that to us. And they both have like beef with Andy. And I think it's because like, Bethany and Nini are kind of similar in the sense that they think they're above housewives. Like they think that they are not a housewife and that all the other women are like beneath them being these catty dramatic housewives, but like, you're no better than them. And, in uh, and in both of their cases really, but especially Bethany's everything you've tried to do outside of Bravo has flopped. So know your place and get back on the show. Goddamn. No, literally, but we want them back as the versions that we met them as. And I don't know if that's gonna, if that's ever possible. And the Bethany thing, that's how she first got on to Roni after she left in season four was when Andy said, or season three, Andy said, name your price. And she slid over a price. And the next day they called her with a contract. And she said that multiple times. Like, if they can afford me, if they can afford me. And it's like, girl, like, we really, at this point, like, nobody ever wants you back if you're gonna have this nasty ass fucking attitude. I, to wrap this Roni bubble up, I'm excited for the new Roni. That trailer really gave me life. I'm excited for Ultimate Girls Trip. And I truly believe that the Ultimate Girls Trip is going to be a test to see how these women have gelled over the past few years and give Legacy an opportunity. My only thing with Ultimate Girls Trip, I tweeted and said I will have them in Tampa, Florida if they get the fucking cameras on them. I don't want them to overact or overstart drama because they know that this is going to be the lead into a new show that's my only thing yeah for sure my only thing i really i'm really hoping for in that because i haven't most of the ultimate girl strip i don't go in expecting anything i'm just like i just can't wait to see these women on my screen i hope they at least acknowledge what happened in season 12 or something along the lines of why they didn't do a reunion or you mean break season the fourth 13, wall a bit. But yeah. season 13 yeah season 13 i want them to break the wall a little bit and kind of say like that was so crazy. Remember how we didn't film a reunion? Like, I just need some some details. That's all. That's all I'm looking for in the Roni legacy. If they mention it in the first episode, I'll be happy. I okay. I kind of went off in our group chat this week about it, and Mo, I know you only somewhat agree with me, but I was seeing just so much hate about this being underneath the Ultimate Girls Trip umbrella, and everyone's like, "Oh, the idea of Ultimate Girls Trip was different women from different franchises," and it's like, yes, it was. It was also like two years ago it's still a very early concept and here's what i think i think ultimate girls trip is just like a playground for bravo they can do whatever the fuck they want with it they don't have to follow a rule every season can be a different theme i mean ex-wives club was so popular that they were like fuck it let's do it again two seasons later and bring back like some of the same women like that's kind of a bold move i told you guys i didn't love that myself so i just feel like they're doing whatever they want and so Roni legacy being an ultimate girl strip. It's perfect because to your point, uh, Mo, I don't really feel like I I don't want to see Luann trying to make drama. I want there to just be real drama. And I feel like no offense, Luann, you're one of my top four housewives of all time, but I don't really care about your cabaret. And I don't need to watch 24 episodes of Sonia trying to sell a toaster oven again. I feel like, like some of these women don't have that much going on in their lives anymore. That's why some of those later seasons were getting kind of boring. And the best things that they do 
is fight on on girls trips. And so I love like the idea of just containing it to like eight days, like letting them go crazy for eight days. And then maybe like we go a year or two without it. And then maybe they do it again. But this time Carol comes or Heather comes or Aviva. You know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you mean. I think I think this will be great. I I wish the best for Roni. And I'm so happy that we had the news that we're getting them both. I'm okay with all of it. I'm so okay with all of it. Also, something that we want to talk about. I mean, Maddie is our resident summer house girly, and she has convinced me to watch the last like two or three episodes of Summer House. I've been dipping my toes in and out this season. I and by that I mean I've been on TikTok while it's been playing most of the time. Um, but I was fully invested in the last two episodes, and all I want to say is there's so many layers. I feel like to the Danielle and Lindsay and Carl situation to where. I, part of me is like, I think Sierra is the one that gave me, when they called her on the phone when Danielle was sobbing after she found out the engagement yes. news, yeah. is the one that kind of put it into perspective that was like, I don't care how big of a fight me and Paige are in. If we, if Pe- Craig proposes and doesn't tell me, yeah. I'm going to feel a certain type of way. And I agreed. I'm like, I think if, I don't know, I wouldn't let my friendships get to that point. But if me and one of my best, me and my best friend are bickering and her partner proposes to her and I'm not in on it. I it would be really fucking hurtful. And I think that the number one thing that came into play was alcohol. I think Danielle had been drinking all fucking day. Mm-hmm. But that's that scene was camp at the engagement party when she went up to every single person and was like, when did you find out? I was horrified. Like, she really ruined Lindsay's engagement. Like, she went around the entire engagement party and was like, oh, so you had to book a flight. So when did you know it was happening? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, because I found out in the kitchen. Like, she <laughs> just, oh, she was so angry. But let's not forget the week before they're sitting on, they're outside talking. And Maya goes, I think a ring has been purchased. And Danielle's like, why do you think that? And she's like, oh, I was overhearing all, all the stuff. And Danielle goes, if there's a proposal next weekend, I'm not coming. And then they go into the kitchen and Kyle announces, hey, guys, we're not going to the beach. Carl's actually proposing to Lindsay right now. And then Danielle was pissed. Like, why didn't I know? And I'm like, you literally just said probably no less than 30 minutes ago that if there is an engagement happening next weekend, you don't want to be there. But now you're upset because you didn't know what was happening. Like, I don't know. I feel for her when she was like really crying and I was like, that hurts. Like that would suck if one of my like best friends gets engaged and I had no idea. But at the same time, your relationship has been so toxic all summer long. And what do you mean? Like Carl, I mean, I think Carl is afraid of Lindsay, to be honest. I think Lindsay holds power over him and he did not want to upset Lindsay by saying, oh, by the way, I told Danielle. I think Carl maybe would have told Danielle if Lindsay, if he wasn't proposing to Lindsay. I don't know. I Uh, agree with you on that. And I think that like, I think that the crime doesn't fit the punishment with the Lindsay and Danielle situation. I think Lindsay's absolutely icing her out 100%. And maybe the little bit of bickering back and forth doesn't really, I don't know how they got there. I don't think they know how they got there. And it's like, I I see both sides to it. And I think Danielle is overreacting in some points, but then I think that she's not. And I want to make this abundantly clear. Lindsay Hubbard 100% knew that she was getting engaged. That was the fakest shit I've ever seen More in my phone. shoulder pads to the beach. <laughs> Y'all know I'm not the biggest page stand, but when I tell you that scene had me cackling, truly cackling. <laughs> 
And I think that going to into the page conversation, I think her taking a back seat this season and kind of giving a little bit of friend up vibes and not being super involved in the drama and not as messy as possible and kind of having a little bit more fun and being a little bit more involved in her relationship is giving me and the audience a chance to like her again because oh, she you're became, lying. You're became lying. unlikable. The audience hates her. You do not see they- her. I, Twitter I, hates, I Twitter does hate her. I almost want to message her every single week and just be like, "Hey, girl, just want to let you know, like, I like you." <laughs> like, well, I I love ripped her ass <laughs> apart every fucking week. Bravo Twitter hates Paige Desorbo. I liked her so much in the beginning, and then lost her once Hannah left because I think that Hannah was the unlikable one, and then she became super unlikable. And now I'm having a soft spot for her again because I think she's just. I don't know. She seems lighter. And the relationship with Craig seems like a real relationship compared to Lindsay and Carl's. Yeah. So you didn't watch the most recent episode. I I said, right. You didn't watch the most recent episode. No, I think the engagement party was the last one I saw. So Paige and Craig kind of got into like a little bit of a disagreement. Well, a fight. Craig had forgotten it was his mom's birthday and was like at the end of the evening. So then he's calling her drunk to tell her happy birthday. But then he's like crying almost because he's like, I can't believe I forgot your birthday. And he goes upstairs and he was like crying. And Paige is like, are you crying? And he was like, uh, I-, I was. And she was like, why? Like kind of like, why are you crying right now? And he wouldn't tell her. He was like, I just feel the only person I want to see me isn't looking at me right now. And then she ran to the bathroom and threw up. So <laughs> I Twitter was hating her, obviously, for that. She's like, they don't love it. She doesn't love him or whatever. No, but- that's like, it's wild because I, not to get too personal, but like I had, this is a conversation me and my partner had the other day and I had literally used like a, ver- a version of those words verbatim and we're, I work with my partner and I basically am living with him almost like multiple nights a week. So it's like, I'm very much a person that like doesn't understand needing space. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, what do you mean though? Like I, what do you mean? I, I, why can't you text me while you're needing space or FaceTime me while you're needing space? And they're like, that's not space. And I'm yeah. like, no, but like, I love you and I only want to see you and be with you. And they're like, well, I want to miss you. And I'm like, well, no. So that like, I get that. And then, you know, I feel like they were in a page situation when they finally realized that they had caused emotions in me that were fucked up, which is the Craig thing. Um, I love Paige and Craig together. And I think... <laughs> that they are hello who's calling <laughs> it's, it's it's my bravo calling also okay i there's another moment in the episode where carl went to the hospital last episode not the most recent one the one before over a panic attack and at a concert and there was a photo that was taken of Lindsay and carl in bed <laughs> in the hospital and it was so clear that they were both pretending to sleep Lindsay had like a full face of makeup on and i was like now what the fuck is going on <laughs> how many times do you think she like closed her eyes held up her phone took it looked at it and was like oh no that's not good closed her eyes again took it like uh, at least 10 times and when i tell you she had full eyelashes yeah like full um, on a full eyelash going on guys breaking um, news what wait stop my heart's atlanta taglines dropped ah! um stop the presses summer house is over <laughs> uh let's get into i mean i was just gonna a, say just to wrap into, up yeah just to wrap up summer house next week is the finale and we see what we've seen in the trailer this entire time of Danielle falling to her knees and like sobbing because it looks like there is a scene between Lindsay and Danielle in the kitchen and they are just going at it. Like they're finally talking about their problems because so far this entire season, they've 
Danielle's really took her problems to Lindsay and then Lindsay's almost bottled it up and I'm thinking it's finally exploding, but I'm going, I'm going into this as team Lindsay and I never thought I'd say this. So I am too. I think I understand Danielle's point, but I think she's also being a little bit of an immature child and not being like sitting Lindsay down and being like, yo, what's really going on? Like, I know you're my best friend. Like I let's have this deep conversation, which I think they tried to have with that barnyard thing. And it just came off inauthentic. Um, I will say the scene with the producer in the bathroom with Danielle, like you don't have, you, you don't have to go. And she's like, well, what would it look like if I didn't go? And it's like, you literally just said that you didn't, weren't going to come if the, like you're, saying one thing and acting another way and it's i think that i also maybe like the problems in her own relationship are like stemming into this yeah i that scene was riveting i think that the way we move forward with summer house is i loved the scene with gabby and Lindsay at in new york at dinner and drinking i thought that was like such a good scene and i'm like that gave me vibes of like a southern charm in new york city with the summer house cast where it's not summer house And and we Andy just said he it has a new format. He's like, I think you're gonna like the new format for next year or this summer. So they've already they're already talking. They're changing it up. I don't know what the new format entails. I don't know new people, but it's. A new I think format. we have. I don't think we need to add anybody new. I think this cast is pretty pretty good. I think we keep this cast. I think we add Corey on more full time. Obviously that. That's going to happen with him dating Sam now. I do like their little relationship. I do want to say I do think it was a little absurd of her. And it reminded me of just like the differences the differences in a gay and straight relationship world where she was like, are we going to be exclusive? And it's like, y'all fucked once. What are you talking about? Girl, be fucking for real. Like, no. Like, y'all need to date a little more. Like, please be crazy. Like, and I know I can't. I'm just like, I don't see anything wrong with that. <laughs> I know. That's just, Great that person. is the differences. Like, I... I know I, it took me and my relationship a long time to get to the place that we're at now. And I think that that's a healthy road to take in, a, in the gay world where you're like experiencing, experimenting things. So you get to a place and then the straight world is like, oh, we had sex once and went on a few dates. You're my boyfriend. You can't fuck anybody else. Weekend see any- together. Weekend. You can't see anybody else. Well, I think a few more weekends out the road, a few months. Um, <laughs> Quickly read Loved, Summer House, Martha's Vineyard last week. I did catch up on the two episodes. I think the cast is dynamic. I think that it's good that it's a short time. We're getting a short, condensed version of it. It's amazing to see an all-black cast on Bravo, living in a nice house, and you know having that same luxury vibe that an all-white cast would in the past. And I... It has so much potential. I think that it is... It's an Honestly, it's a really good show with a really good cast, and I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. Did you watch this week's? I watched both of them back to back. So before we got on, Maddie had said that she did the same thing and they kind of both blended into one because I watched them like literally right back to back. It came on after Atlanta and I was going to wait like till four, maybe three or four episodes, but I had nothing to do. And I was like, oh shit, I actually, they got me. They got me, gals. I really liked it. I, I'm struggling to get, I'm so bad with names on any show. So it's taking me a while, but. Who was They're also the, a, a large cast. Who was the girl yeah. on this new episode this week with the um she did like the ritual, the moonlight Mariah. The, the moonlight mass, Mariah. Yeah. And I really liked her in the first episode. And then this episode, I was like, girl, if you don't she like, lost me over the dog laundry thing. Like, you're fucking ridiculous. So... It was a towel. And the fact that she like tried to physically assault her over that. And like, what's the Ooh. other girl's name? Assault. Bria, the dog. Bria. I'm, it's, yeah. it's Bria over here for me all day. Yeah, I think that she is fucking rattling the all the girls' cages. Yeah, and that's what happens when you're that girl when you're pretty. One dachshund at a time. 
Yep. She's <laughs> she follows, she makes her own rules. The dog, it was two dog toys and they were clean that were in the laundry. I'm like, this girl is ridiculous. The new guy that they just added in, Phil, what is that his name? He's yeah, terror. Terror. Absolute terror. terror. So I'm excited. Like who poops in someone's toilet and doesn't flush? That's disgusting. And that's uncalled for. That's what that, that, that like get needs the reaction that Mariah gave. (laughs) Yes. That is, that is granted. Um, But he he did it to the nerdy guy who's like pretty chill and like laid back. And it's like, like, don't don't do that again. Okay. (laughs) So I think because of the breaking news, let's do this in the, that's my opinion segment, but can we review the Atlanta taglines real quick? Yeah. Let's okay. play them for the audience. So we let's will play the, the taglines for you all. We'll upload a cleaner version of the audio, but let's start here. Um, and I'll hold it near the mic so Maddie and Mo can hear. My roots are in Atlanta, but my branches are worldwide. Forget the gaslight. I'm taking the spotlight. My past may be checkered, but my future is solid gold. I just don't do it for the culture. Honey, I am the culture. She by Sheree. More like she broke the internet. If you can't keep the pace, stay out of my race. Okay. Wait, what was the end of what was the end of Sheree's? She by Sheree, more like she. Sorry, what? What was the end of Sheree's tagline? It was she by Sheree more. More like she broke the internet. Um, oh, nice that, job. Okay, like your can, shitty website. <laughs> Kenya ate down. That was great. I like. Um, also, I, do I also culture. really like Drews. I am the culture. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, what is Marlowe's? I had a checkered past, but my future solid gold. It gi- it's giving me Jackie Goldschneider. I'm, but no. top quality fabric, like whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever that tagline was. I don't know why it's giving me like, but I'm Poor top Jackie. quality fabric. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what was Candy's? I couldn't hear in the beginning. Here, let me play it again. I'm worldwide. Something. But my branches are worldwide. My root, my roots are in Atlanta, but my branches are worldwide. I like. Oh, the, I, like I, that. I like that. I like the worldwide. Bitch, I'm worldwide. Um, <laughs> guys, this is what I say that all the this time. Always happens when we're recording. Shit always drops. It literally always happens. I know. And we this like, is like manifest. Um, uh, we do manifest it. Sanya, I'm just like, if you can't keep up the pace, stay out of my race. We it's it, too girl. short and too rhymey. Yeah, we get it. You're fast. Um, <laughs> let's wrap up my opinion. Let's do a quick Atlanta recap. I think that's a perfect segue into a super. This episode was fillers, but without further ado, let's get into the Real Housewives of Atlanta. talking to you and said that I was ghetto. What did you say? I said to her, Candy's my friend. And I said, you need to have a conversation with her. And she said she would, and she did. Yeah. So you didn't take up for me? I mean... Ghetto. No! No! I, no, I, I did. I felt like I told her, especially when she was saying it. You, I said, I don't feel like Candy would say that. So, like Mo said, this episode was very filler, much like Kenya's face. Um, 
is just like you could throw that you could throw her in a pool and, and i think she'd float by the neck up <laughs> you bet so <laughs> as as someone who has recently entered the filler world i she needs to know when to stop <laughs> she, it just needs queen. to settle that, i think that, yeah it needs to settle. It needs to settle. But I said this in our group chat. I'm like, when do the girls realize that you don't do it so close to season? Like, why wouldn't you do it, like, right after the reunion? So then you have at least... I don't know how fast they picked up, but, like, by mid-season, we're going to probably see it settle. I feel the same way about the girls that get everything done before the reunion. Like, you should have done yeah. this a while ago. You should have done when filming ended so you were ready for the reunion. But Well, it's like, you know, the smart girls are the drag race girls who do it before the All-Stars call or do it, like, before, and then they come in and you're like, oh, new face. And you look like, um, what was her name? The one who Kate was in season 11 with Brooklyn Heights had a romance. Why am I blanking on her Vanessa name? Vanessa Vanjie Mateo. Now that bitch done came in with Miss a whole Bang. new face this season. Ms. Vanjie. To quote quote Nikki on the unreleased Kanye West song, New Body. You ain't fuck Nikki. You fucked the the old old body. body. You ain't fuck Nicole. You fucked... Ah! (laughs) Iconic, Um, iconic, iconic. Yes. Got got me a new body. Now I need some new dick. All right, let's move on. Um, This episode was definitely very filler. It opened up at the... Because, you know, the first episode, which was so good closed out with the fight between Martel and Kenya. Um, so they opened up with that. So that was kind of fun to kind of get started with. Um, I, just I, wanna... feel, I was going to say, I just feel that um, I feel bad for Kenya. I feel like she's always sticking up for Sheree, always like there for Sheree. And then Sheree just constantly is knocking her down. But then we'll see probably next episode, they're going to be best friends again. Like, even later in the episode like she still invited kenya over and i thought they were gonna like fight and it was a very like cordial conversation where sheree was just kind of like what happened the other night so i think think there is a friendship there i also think they know that they're better off as friends than enemies yeah i think they know that they both fight dirty and they both can get low down and dirty um they both fight dirty yeah and i think that they're like it's better for us to be a lot in a little bit of an alliance sheree can play i know she's at war with candy right now but and kenya's friends with candy but both of them kind of meet in the middle there they're like the middle between the two groups that are fighting um what one of the funniest lines of the episode to me was when marlo was like now how am i the one that's not in the drama therapy works y'all seek it (laughs) (laughs) it's been one episode so let's 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 see about that i Yeah, I don't know. Kenya and Sheree, I remember in the reunion last season, Sheree was really upset with all the shading that, you know, Kenya especially was doing about She by Sheree. And Kenya made a comment like, well, Sheree, you know, when we're doing that, like it's coming from a place of like, we care about you. And I think that really encapsulates their relationship. Like they are really, the way that they express concern for each other is like, they're really shady to each other. So it's almost like it's hard for both of them to hear where the other's coming from because they're too busy getting offended, you know? And that's why I think that Kenya was fighting with Martel in the first place because she's so protective over Sheree. Like, and Sheree triggered just, by like abusive men. Yeah, Sheree just gets in these awful relationships when they flash back to Bob in the car with her. And he, he was like, Have I ever choked you? And she's like, Yeah. And he's like, Wasn't hard enough. I, ugh. That, whatever that scene so comes much. on, it's, it is that, um, Phaedra's like nervous laugh in the back always gets me. She's like, <laughs> and it's just like that. That that was a dark, dark scene. Like that is horrible. So um, then I, I mean, I see why they're cautious of it. And Martel does seem like a super opportunist. So oh, 
Absolutely. I have a question. Don Juan, not not a not a homo. Don Juan is gay, right? I think, so. I think I've heard otherwise. And I don't he's know. If you're working for the he candy gay. Club, he is one of the most un. That was so fucking funny. Um, I don't know. Like I, I feel like I heard somewhere that he wasn't he's one of the most annoying people i've ever fucking seen on television like he was like oh like he was just trying to like i know what he was trying to do he was trying to like make the fight more of a fight so candy had a moment because she hasn't had a moment in forever as um karen said about robin dixon you know she doesn't have many moments let her have one (laughs) (laughs) i i just looked up to see if don juan was gay google don juan gay question mark (laughs) and an article came (laughs) From April 17th, I'm not obviously reading the whole article, but the title says, Don Juan Clark debuts his alleged girlfriend on Instagram. Social media lights up in disbelief that he isn't gay. Uh, thank you. That was it. That was where it taught me. Giving did Sergio. You say, did you say bottom? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we just yelled bottom. <laughs> wow. Okay. So straight. But yeah, Don Juan, Don Juan is always, he's candy to go to. And I... But I actually appreciate him now after watching Old Lady Gang because I see, like, how much he does for Candy. But for some reason, whenever he's on Atlanta, he's, like, an annoying fly. Like, get him out of my screen. I'm not watching. Candy scenes just continue to disappoint me. I loved when the producer called them out and was like, are we not going to talk about, like, someone shooting your manager? Like, he's literally standing right here on camera with a cast, like, around his arm. Yeah, and and they're, like, and they're eating. Everything everything good, bro? Like, want to try the, do you want to try the new wings? Candy got food in her mouth. Um, uh, I just want to say, I want to say that food looked very Applebee's to me. It looks worse than Applebee's to me. I just feel like, yeah, and t- we were, t- t- to cool it out on the restaurant opening. Like, we don't need all these restaurants. Well, when a we're Mexican all- restaurant, a pizza shop. I don't live maybe. in Atlanta. I'm like, we don't need these. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when we were watching, and I was over at El- Elvis and Mike's house, and Mike goes. This is quite the weird menu. Like, and it was. It was. Things and then like a pasta. And it's like, it's like elevated bar food, but it's weird. I'm just. There was nothing. There was nothing elevated about it. Yeah, it looked like bar food. um, It looked like worse than bar food. Like, I think my local dive in New York City probably serves better wings and shrimp. The shrimp is what got me. The shrimp. When I saw that shrimp, I said, that looks like the ones you buy in a box at the grocery store and throw in the air fryer. Like Trader Joe's coconut shrimp is probably better, which I do love Trader Joe's coconut shrimp. If y'all haven't had it, get it. Um, that's I, I do love that scene, though, with Sanya and Candy when she was like, now, what did you say when the girls called me ghetto? And Sanya was like, well. <laughs> I know she didn't say anything about it. <laughs> I literally and Candy was like, yeah, I know she was probably up there like y'all are so shady. And I Sanya to me. Yeah. The time is ticking. And what did New York yeah. say? You know that famous New York thing when she was like, you're ticking, but unfortunately, you're ticking down. <laughs> and she's like, oh. she has the glass in her hand the whole time. I mean, that whole that was funny because that was classic housewife. She's like, no, I didn't say anything bad. And then it like flashes back and she's like laughing her ass off with like, sure. <laughs> also, like the, we did get way too much Drew in this episode. It was like, y'all should have just like gave her too much, like gave her a little bit in the first episode, a little bit in the second, because you threw it her down like, her we throat. Got no lube. You know what I mean? It's like when it's like they stuck it in real fast, all the way. Draw, no not lube. a popper to be seen. Like we no. literally had, we were, it was no Drew. And then it was like full shaft of Drew yeah. all at once. Couldn't take like, it. I, no, you um, got to give the tip. 
you know, give just us a tip, tip a little. And by just smooth the tip, it in. Well, they did kind of the wall. They did give us just the tip last week because they had uh, her Ralph. Husband, Ralph on on screen. Okay, so I just have to comment on this Drew. Okay, first of all, her music career. Um, well, I wouldn't. First call of it all, career. guys, Candice, Candice, uh, the cameo. And Drew. That was yeah. so fun. I loved that. I, it was so great to see Potomac Atlanta like crossover like that. Um, well, anything that's going to make Drew likable is our queen icon legend, Candace. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> you know what was going to make Candace sound like she's a good singer? Uh, <laughs> well, because I was like, that y'all are on a different level. And I didn't think much of Candace. Um, so I will go ahead and say this song already know. You already know. Um, the fact that Ralph wrote the whole thing and it's like about her getting her back blown out. <laughs> I, that okay that was he is so (laughs) he is problematic as fuck but the fact that like they went into the studio and she's like this song has brought us so much closer together like it's just really about love and a ballad and then they start playing the song and she's talking about getting her fucking pussy i was like girl he's like literally like it's like fan fiction like him writing about her (laughs) obsessing over him like i feel like when they have sex he's probably one of those guys he's a little short right he's got like that short man syndrome I feel like he's like flexing in the mirror. He's like, yeah, oh, like, for I'm sure. a fan. Like, that's tell, me his, my, like, tell me my dick is big. It's fucking huge. And it's it? like, and I'm like, I, well, it's, yeah. hard to, it's hard to watch too. Cause she's like, the music really brought us together. And like, we know that they just got, they both just filed. Divorce. So I'm like, divorce. Did the, music the music actually brought him. And, was, and didn't he cheat on her too? So he's sitting there making her sing about getting her back blown out by him. And meanwhile, he's out there blowing other backs. out. <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if it was a, a man's back. Um, oh. You know, you know. Listen, you know what they say in Atlanta: the L is D. Hello. Um, have you guys seen that clip of what's her name, Sukiana? It's like a clip of Sukiana where she's on um, Hollywood Unlocked podcast, and she's like talking about the LGBTQ community, and she's talking about Atlanta, and she goes, "It's not LGBTQ DL." <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> It's That's so good. fucking funny. That's good. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about this episode. I we the taglines came out. Um, you know, there's so hopeful. much potential. I'm hopeful too. And like, yeah, that second seat, I just needed that episode to give me a little more and it didn't. But I at least feel like the fun is kind of getting back in Atlanta. Like they're funny shade and mm-hmm. it just doesn't seem like as serious, which is a little nice. So yeah. I'm yeah. hopeful. We're having fun. What happened to fun? It's here. We're having what? it. <laughs> we used to have fun. What happened to fun? fun with us in the room right now? Um, <laughs> uh, I We're about to have fucking fun, guys. Let's get into Scandaval. Let's get into Vanderpump Rules. I've been with you for nine years. Back when you lived with shorts, we became friends. When you were literally f-ing like wearing combat boots and skinny jeans and didn't have a f-ing dime to your name driving a 1997 Honda Civic. I loved you then when you had nothing. You got a little bit of money, a little bar, a little band. And then this girl is like gonna act like enamored with you. Like, oh my God, you're so, oh. Because that's what you want, huh? You want someone to just gas you up. That girl is searching for identity in men. 
She has no identity of her own. Willing to stoop so low as to one of her best friend's life partners. And that's someone you think is like a good person you should be around? I don't know how it happened, it just, it happened. We became really good friends. Like I was seeking something that I wasn't getting here. And that's selfish, that's really selfish. Selfish is the nicest word you could use. It's horrible. Me and Raquel became like really good friends. I don't give a about Raquel! Guys, this episode of EPR, someone, I think it was Brian Moylan, tweeted and said, I'm not lying to you, the first 10 minutes of EPR, some of the best television I've ever seen in my life. I was on the subway. And I was looking around. I thought I was like watching with people. I'm like looking around, like, are y'all seeing this? Do y'all are y'all seeing this shit? I gagged, gooped when we start. So we start off the episode, New York City. Watch it happens live. Then we go into Sheena finding out. Ariana breaks down how she found out. The phone falls out of Sandoval's pocket. We get Sandoval. It also gave Denise Richards. Are you ready to talk about it? Yes. The crown is on down. <laughs> Don't like one of the most one of the most iconic scenes in Bravo history. Um, let's. I think where we need to start off with is the scene with Ariana and Tom at yeah. the house. Yes. Because it, when I tell, wow. I was I'm, yes, she's I was so worried, well. Go ahead. I was worried when I saw the. I you know you guys know I try not to watch the previews because I like to watch it all together. <laughs> Maddie's a spoiler free queen. <laughs> but I couldn't help but like watch any spoiler that there was for Sandoval. And so we see little clips of like Ariana saying like, your friendship is fucking bullshit and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, is it going to live up to that? And it did. She, I've never seen someone so concise in an argument. Like it was like, she was like at a court case. Like she was so calm. She was like saying the facts without being like, I, I don't know. I just, I just don't know how you watch it and not, feel for her my like when she went in and was like what did she say about Raquel you mentioned in the beginning Mo she said this girl's searching for identity in men and basically you gave it to her and she also said like you she's like you got a little bit of money you got a fucking band a little bit of money yeah a little you got a band she she didn't stutter once once she didn't there every line truly felt like an Oscar worthy performance. And I don't believe any of this is fake. So I'm not saying she's acting, but the way that she handled herself, the art, she was so articulate every line. I was, I was, I was like clinging to her every word and every sentence was, 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 was like a nastier burn than the, the sentence before. Like she cleared him. She wiped the floor with him the way she was like, I have been with you since you were living with Schwartz. When you had no money, when you had nothing, I was there for you. A 1997 Honda Civic. Yeah, she was like, I loved you then. She was like, you get a little bit of money, you get a little band. A little bar. You get a little bar, you get a little band. And now you you have these girls being like, "Oh, oh, oh. And she's like, and that's what you want, isn't it? You want to be gassed up. That's all you want. And this girl who has no identity. She's finding her identity in men who would stoop so low as to fuck her best friend's life partner. You think that's someone that you want to yeah. be around? I mean, when she went, wow. he was like, I lost my mojo. And she's like, Oh, you lost your mojo. So fuck my friend. Fuck my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so fuck my friend. So fuck my friend and get your so mojo fuck, back. 
I love, the fuck was like, so? I love when she's like, oh, are you going to go see Raquel later? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, oh, are you going to give her a hug? Are you going to give her a kiss? Like, I'm just like <laughs> well, losing also, it. It was also when she was, she looked at him dead in the face and was like, you can just say no. <laughs> you, yeah, why, why, say no. Why? He's like, I don't know. Maybe I might. It's like, you can literally just say no. I love when she was also, like, any last words before we never speak again? I, I, I was literally, I was, I went, oh. and the fact that I watched it on the train was so camp because I was looking around, clapping my hands every moment. But like when she got that deep girl in, in that reaction video where she's like talking to herself, talking to herself. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, I tried like, to explain that to somebody the other day. Cause they were like, I, ba- I was fighting with my partner and I was like in a fight by myself. And I'm like, have you ever seen that video of that girl? Like fight? It was one of my friends at work. And I was like, have you seen the video of the girl fighting with herself on the subway? And she's like, no, that's like bitch as you. Um, when she said, I regret ever loving you. And when she was like, I was going to follow you to wherever yes. you I cried. Go. Maddie and I were together. I, I cried. I cried. I cried on the train, bitch. No, it, it literally like brought me to tears. It brought me to, and I was re-watching said, this morning and like, I was crying again. Yeah, because she said, I would have changed any part of me to make you happy. Like she really would have. I And I believe that. Like, I think she loves him so much that she was willing to change anything that didn't make her ha- him happy. And when he was just so dismissive of all of that in that conversation it was like i tried to break up to you and then she's like then you leave the house you don't break up with sleep someone. with me that night like, you yeah. don't come in my bed that I... night and i also we're gonna get into this scene but miss sheena shea ate that man the fuck up too it was like ariana started it and sheena ended it i know and right? something about, one thing i love about sheena is that she'll make anything about her like yes like yeah. <laughs> I do. I do understand. He's been that my this, friend for fourteen. No, years. I know. Like, I do understand <laughs> that this affected them all, and they're like a family. And I'm not saying that she's not valid, but like, just the level of like drama around how this affected Sheena was just sending me because it's like not her life, you know. But um, yeah. uh, uh, Ariana in that scene, I'm not like I just every word. It was like a fucking like Taylor Swift lyric or like a Lana Del Rey lyric. Like I would, fo- I would have followed you to the end. I would have changed any part of me. I was like, no, like a Lana Del Rey lyric would have been like, I would have followed you to the end of Hollywood Boulevard and then yeah. smoked a crack pipe. And then we would have been <laughs> done. Up. And then I would have, then I would have worn a white dress and that white dress would have been destroyed. And I love you. Yeah. Um, okay. It's more, it was, it's definitely more of like, it's that it was really like, she was just gut punching when she told him, you mean nothing. And I want you to hear that from the only person that's ever loved you. You are worth nothing and you mean nothing. And I want you to take that with you. I was also, like, oh, bitch. Maddie, were you the one that said this last night? Like the way that Tom looks like a, like a skeleton. And Maddie was like, it's like the president effect. You know, like when someone like rapidly ages in the in the White House. <laughs> literally him, like since Ariana and him have broken up. Like, even just from the scene of him at Ariana's house to him in Raquel's house to him at Schwartz's house, I'm like, you are getting uglier and uglier. But no, it's I, like, I karma think that is man's... literally beating him with an ugly stick on a daily basis. Well, <laughs> like, listen, Taylor Swift did say karma is my boyfriend. I think that karma is a lot of drugs and alcohol in a period, a short period of time. That man looks like he hasn't slept in days. Recent pictures like of him. Though, so I think... And have you guys seen that movie Old the Beach where they like become a skeleton or whatever? Like that's basically like what has started happening to Sandoval since like Scandoval broke. But I, I've absolutely not seen that movie, but I do know what you're talking about. It's just so um, funny to me how he like tries to make things like about him too. Like, well, you don't understand. You didn't give me respect and all this stuff. Like to your point, that's when you leave. Just leave then. Yeah, that's just when you leave. No. And Sheena. And the thing about like when he was saying that. 
you have your own life. Like you do things without me and I do things without you. And I'm like, that's what you appreciated so much about her in the beginning of your relationship. Like that's what you bragged about to Jax, to Schwartz is like, Ariana's so chill. Like she goes with the flow. She just does whatever. Like she has her friends. And then we hang out at the end of the night. Like he liked that she had her own life outside of him. And now that's what he's punishing her for. Oh, it was just, and then what he just kept on talking about, like how they weren't having sex, how they weren't having sex. And then like, but that, the, that's the reason why they broke up lack of intimacy, but he didn't get with, with Raquel only for sex. And I'm like, you're just, you're a hypochondriac. You're saying the one thing and then meaning not hypochondriac. No, what that's when you're, that's, that's Howie Mandel, whose podcast he was on. Um, <laughs> he's a pathological liar. I don't, what's the word I'm looking for when you say one thing and do another? A hypocrite. Hypocrite. I knew that was a Porsche Williams level. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where the fuck that bitch live at? Uh, <laughs> where the, where the, what the fuck they doing in Chicago? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's get into the James scene because uh, one thing about like this, which I iconic, I didn't view the James level of it. Like we just were so focused on Ariana and I was like, oh shit, they were really close. Like he spent 25K on the engagement with Raquel. Like they were like best friends and he fucked his best friend's fiance, like one of the loves of his life who I, we can argue with the with the wall that James is definitely still in love with Raquel. A part of him is, and a part of him probably always will be. That was probably James's first true real love. Cause his relationship with Kristen was obviously so fake and for the cameras and toxic and alcohol and drug fueled. And now you have this relationship with Raquel where he was in love with her. He loved the, I'm with this beautiful pageant queen. And they were together for Lala. Come on. I don't feel bad for James. I'm going to be honest. I, I do feel I feel bad for him in a respect of like what right does he I don't know, have? I guess I didn't, what right does he have? What right does his best friend fucked his fiance? They all have like done. They've this. all done bad, but like yeah, I mean, I mean, you could say the like, same about Ariana with Kristen. Yeah, true. But, Kristen, but I but think Kristen went on Watch Happens Live and said, "I'm the only one allowed to. Say, I'm the only one allowed to say this, and I'm saying that it's not the yeah. same." I so think that there's. They were also, I feel like everyone's making this argument of like, they've all done this to each other. What makes it so big now? They were kids back then and there wasn't real life involved. Now there's real life. There's, they're basically married. There's marriages, there's homes, there's equity. There's like, they are real people. They are not fucking waiters working at Sir who are 22 years old who fucking cheat on their partner. Like, yeah, everyone cheats when you're 22. You're horny as fucking shit. Can't keep your dick in your pants. My God. Like, of course but I th- when you're at an you're like, yeah. no they're adults and i think when they are adults like tom sandoval is 40 years old 40 like my aunt and uncle are 45 and like look, <laughs> they have their life together and i'm like looking at tom sandoval and i'm like girl like you are cheating on the person that's loved you for 10 years with how old is raquel 27 27 when james called raquel and said oh you love his like stinky 40 year old cock (laughs) how old he was trolling her on the phone she diddly fucked herself this time it was out of la she done diddly fucked herself out of la maddie and i were really confused last night because we were we were watching and we just did not see james kennedy cry in a confessional and then everyone was tweeting about it but I did rewatch this morning, Maddie, and it was like okay. in the beginning of that scene with yeah. Ali before, felt, La- and like it, yeah. that was so cute. You know, you know, it's you know, it's bad, 
when I'm over here like, oh, James, come here. Like, <laughs> that's when you so, know it's bad. Also, Miss Allie. So we did find out that the first night that it happened was the night of the Abbey, which the whistleblower, Miss Allie, was yes. correct. Boots also, a big thing. Boots on the ground. So we get Lala for the first time in this episode, in this scene with James. And she breaks the news of the Billy Lee stuff, which I think Tom basically confirmed at the end of the episode. Because he was, Sheena was like, yeah, Sheena said, is it someone that, was it someone that we don't know? And he said, yes. And he said, well, no, it's someone that we know, but I'm not gonna, it's not fair to get into it with that person. But Ariana said on Watch What Happens Live that it's like, Andy goes, oh, like, are they in the group? Like, she was like, yes. And he was like, oh, have they been on camera? Like, do I know them? And she was like, no. It's so, like, I think maybe it's a sir person. Listen, like some of the, yeah. the, I also but not don't think, it, and I think that he just, when he's like, there was one other, that's obviously a lie. There was probably that's, more I, than one other. I'm I sure Billy Lee is fucked really. Yeah, yeah, when uh, Lala was like, and we let go of that case a little too fast. The open cold the case. case. And yeah, open the case. Between her and, and James, like, we've got our new Sherlock Holmes and Watson. I feel I like. Them. You they know, are an iconic duo. Him and then Garcelle and Sutton on Beverly Hills should open up a private investigation firm because they could get to the bottom and, of things. Well, uh, I know you haven't watched OC, but I think Megan King. Yeah, Megan King. While we're at it, Giselle, she's driving there. across the entire state of Maryland to get to the bo- to get to the truth. Um, I will uh, and you know what? Throw Ashley Darby in there. Okay, <laughs> yeah, got, we have like our whole like we have a whole investigation firm. I yeah. This whole thing with Lala, like, uh, you know, I said that I felt like some of those scenes a few weeks ago were staged and then they 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 threw that scene back up where she was uh, predicting this and it said September 2021. And I was like, wow, it's kind of crazy because like I've we know the timeline, but to like have it kind of visualized for you, like they quit filming in September of 2022 and then all happened in like February, March of 2023. Yeah, so like. There's a lot like of time, like Tom and Ariana were together over the holidays. And then well, like, this all didn't well, happen. Like, come to he light allegedly, until, like, didn't he allegedly take her to St. Louis? He took Raquel home. Yeah. He took Raquel oh. home to St. Louis over Christmas. For the holidays. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah. Anyways, and so just... that's even another layer because then Ariana says, I don't know. I don't know if this is on the episode or watch what happens live, but that his family hasn't reached out to her yet. But oh, wow. And like she's like they have not said anything, but they love Raquel. TV that okay. scene, like they love you. Okay, guys, <laughs> I was screaming because uh, okay, yeah. Can we get to that scene? So, well, yeah. So after James calls Raquel and is just James on the phone, and it's hilarious. It then cuts to Tom getting to Raquel's apartment. Oh, okay, a couple things right off the bat: grown ass woman. And there is like a starlight, like flickering all throughout the apartment. Like I was so confused like, with the lighting. Harley I was like, Quinn, what's going on? Like crazy. Like where? Like do you? Like this is weird. You know? Like the first, I would think right away, like serial killer. And then unhinged um, for sure. They're talking about something, and then Tom like says Ariana's name instead of Raquel's by accident. And she's like, "You just said Ariana." <laughs> and it's she, just like she so got good. wet. She got wet. She was like, "I'm the star now. I'm famous." Yeah. So awkward. And then like, yeah, like <laughs> he's like, they love you. <laughs> She's like, I love you too. And he's like, no, I, I said they love you. <laughs> and she's yeah. like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> I said they love you. Oh. But I love you too. 
I okay that scene too where they were talking about the punch and Sheena. I took the punch like a champ for you. Um, it's Sheena punched Sheena punched her in the fucking face a hundred percent because then we had this punched her. I think I don't, she, she nails maybe her fa- yeah maybe she pushed her and like she um hit her with her palm um she was like it's still she not being she like, like the I, smallest I, like scratch they had to zoom in so hard <laughs> when Sheena was like I physically it's not physically possible for me to make a fist I always have nails and put my nails it was like OJ Simpson someone on Twitter said it was like an OJ Simpson reference like, like the glove, glove don't, fit. don't fit yeah she's like <laughs> look at my hand I can't make a fist Sheena you. You might not have punched her, but you hit her in the face with your hand. Look and so you might have slapped her. Hands. Look at these. Uh, you hit her. Um, <laughs> look at this I set of nails. Um, they are, they're sick. They're disgusting. They were that scene. Each other. They and loved it. He was like, I can't you can kiss tell- you because of the cameras. Oh, I mean, my yeah, stomach. You could tell they were like feeling really weird on camera and just. The whole thing was so slimy, and also when she said we we said we weren't going to do this if it wasn't for real. So y'all have been planning this for how long now? When he said we skipped this at Schwartz too, when he was like, "I've been I wanted to tell her, but her vibe just gave off that she didn't want to know." What the fuck? Not the be vibe. Fu- be fucking for real. Not the vibe. Didn't want to know. Of course she her, didn't want to know. Who would want to know that? Her vibe energy check. just gave off that. Yeah. Her, hey babe. Her vibe just gave hey babe. Off that vibe I, check. Are you in the Are you in the space right now for me to tell you I'm cheating on you? <laughs> <laughs> With your best friend. Babe. Are you Are you Are you able to receive the energy that I'm about to put out that I've been fucking Raquel for seven <laughs> months? Oh, you're not there. Great. We'll, okay. Well, let's put a pin in it. We can circle back. <laughs> <laughs> per my last email are you good with no okay well i'll check in we'll check in um, um i'm gonna say a few things um team ariana obviously um and i think she's right like even if i did like threat like i think they're all right even if you sandoval is not lying and even if she did threaten suicide if he broke up with her even if she didn't let him break up with her even if those things are all true he still is a grown-ass man he could have left so i i'm not like excusing any of that but I do sometimes think that like maybe their relationship was crazier than what we saw on TV. Like Ariana seems so chill and Zen, but like part of me does wonder if she literally was like, no, you're not leaving me. Like I'm not letting you. And well, that's what- well I, 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 I think that's Tom- normal. But Tom yeah, I guess they, they almost had a, had an agreement that they never showed the bad side yeah, of each bad. other and they would always protect each other. Like that's why Ariana always came to him. So I'm sure there were, problems yeah that's like my first thought and then um like Ariana's always been vocal about mental health though yeah well she admitted on watch what happens live that like she goes through his phone like this wasn't the first time like he she didn't believe him like when he came home from schwartz's and he gave her his phone and she went through it and Uh, well obviously he's giving her reasons to go through her phone she knows about the multiple cheating so it's like but you're also i I just don't think people i don't think it's i don't think a single it's not healthy no, like if, if anyone out there is listening, like, and I'm I'm sorry to throw a grenade, but if you're in a relationship and you think it's healthy, but you go through your partner's phone, then I definitely think you guys are doomed already. And so just to like hear that she has done this before, gone through his phone, I'm just like, why are y'all are acting so shocked? Like this should this relationship probably should have been over. It should have been I over years ago. <clears throat> That's the most unhealthy, toxic thing you could do is go through DMs, go through the phone. My boyfriend and I leave our phones unlocked open and like front of each other last night i went to go get the uber eats and left my phone unlocked it doesn't lock on its own with instagram open right there without even a thought came back in the bed my phone was at the exact spot that i left it he'll leave his phone they'll leave their phone at 
open also, and ready. It's Andy, just she told Andy, she's like, Yeah, she's writing letters to my house. I haven't opened them, that's illegal. It's like, well, it's kind of the same. I think opening a letter is just as bad as opening a text that's not yours. Wait, but there's no law against the te- the text. There's a law against letters. I know, but I, I know there's a law <laughs> against letters and not against text. But I think in modern day, like if one is bad, they're both bad. So oh, it's yeah. just like, I'm not, again, I'm really not trying to take Tom's side in any way. But I think um, Ariana is probably not like being asked no, I think- something as she could be about like, how much it was clear like he probably did try to i think it. this is listen this is fine and dandy if they were together for a year they were together 10 fucking years yeah, it's a long together t- you're together 10 years you know the ins and outs of a person like sheena said if you knew she was having mental health issues she w- contemplated suicide then you call in the entire family you call in her best friends you call in me you call in her brother and you say listen this is a mental health intervention i'm leaving i am breaking up with you they are here to pick up the pieces i'm out when yeah. sheena said that that was like you don't fuck her best friend and ruin her life when she's already that saying she that she wants said. to i was like now bitch now got not gandhi in the room honestly sheena's like you know something possessed her in that moment she was very like uh rational and 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 smart i was very impressed but Um, we did we the sheena way we did keep circling back to her every it was always (laughs) but but now me but now and i can't be your friend anymore yeah yeah. there let's get to that girls night scene because that scene where shorts came in was high camp when because right before that we saw a scene with katie where she just held his feet to the fire and and what was he talking about crocodiles in florida (laughs) i don't know when he also, when he came in his house and he said, like, "Can I have like a soda or something?" And, and then she's like, "Yeah, go ahead." <laughs> I was a, like, "You piece of shit!" Boy. He's a child. And like, let's just go through the short scenes in general real quick, because like Sandoval came over and cry- ugly cried, and that was a whole disgusting. And he's like, "You should have broken up with her." It's like, Swartz, don't act like you didn't know. Like you're, this is all fake for he's the like, camera. Like, man, you you had a plan. You just didn't do it, bro. Man, you really, you, yeah. He's this is this is bad. This is bad, man. And then like, honestly, I guys, was, is it bad that like I? I still I have a sweet spot like the way that he does everything and says everything like I he can do no wrong in my eyes it's getting old for me it's getting it's like okay you're literally a child you're a baby I'm like and um I also think I'm I'm ready I'm like open ready for that gonna work Mo that's the thing I think he's like so like he's like just his penis don't don't even get hard anymore I'm sure because he's just like I mean he can like he can just get me off okay well I hated that scene. Maddie just took the biggest deep oh, inhale and Mo, let it out. So, like Mo's one of those gays that like makes everything a sexual joke. I'm which, like, listen. I'm I got really, it. I was talking to somebody ridiculous. about DMs the other day, and they were like, "I love." The part that I love most about your podcast is how like sexually horny you are, and how it makes Reed so skittish. Who said that? Who said that? Yeah, who's a gay, that? Adam. A, a yeah, gay man. I, I I personally think that we faggots try to make everything too sexual. Like we don't need to make a whole. Yeah, joke me too. I um, you guys are literally. This is well, I'm. I listen. I love sex. I'm a horny ass bitch, and I think that. So it's do straight funny. people. You don't hear them talking about it all the time. Uh, no, they. No, they, they. I don't think they do. You're literally. <laughs> okay. Listen, gay people are. Megan McCain. Um, your Megan McCain is popping out. Honestly, yeah, because gay people, like, honestly, you're not special for being horny. Keep it to yourself. Um, honestly, it's so it's it's more ca- like, it's more Candace Cameron Bure. <laughs> okay, so uh, Schwartz with Katie, that was hilarious. Like, try like her just blow, just you know, holding his feet to the fire, and then the group scene that Mo brought up. Yes, he walks in. It reminded me of that uh, Little Women Atlanta when they like walk in. They're like, "Yes, oh my God, Reed, I have it in my notes." <laughs> How y'all doing? Hey. 
How you doing? Hey guys. Hi. 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 The devil walked in. Courtney, hi. Uh, I don't think anyone here really wants to talk to you, so you might as okay. well just speak to me privately. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's just staring. It's like Tom Short. Hey, he's like trying to be all friendly. He's like, I love this place. <laughs> How y'all doing? <laughs> How y'all? I literally, I wrote that in my notes the second I saw that scene because he was like kind of hunched over, like the little women were yeah. too. <laughs> he was like, "Hi, this place is really cool. Like, do you guys want to get said- a drink?" He was like, I used to have a bar. And Lala goes, yeah, we're trying to burn that down. I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, yeah, we're not here to talk about your bar. <laughs> like, shut him the fuck down. Um, I do love how she was like, you're no longer my friend. I will not have mutual friends with him. I'm done with you. Like, I've defended him. And when she, when she like broke down to Schwartz and was like, I don't want, I don't, I miss him. I don't want to miss him. Yeah. Yeah. That's so hard. Cause like, obviously it reminded me of like, um, I forget there was a scene on like Bravo where someone was like, why am I still in love with this man? Like they did me so wrong, but like, I'm still in love with them. I don't know where it came from, but it was like when someone cheats on you or does something so bad to you and you're like, I, it's hard for me not to still be in love with that person. Like you still love them. It was actually, okay. It was, I remember where it came from. Ding, ding, ding. It was Wendy Williams documentary where she was like, are you serious? This is crazy. I love him. Why do I love him still? I love that man. Like he cheated on me for 10 years. I love him. Uh, it's like that it's that yeah. effect the love doesn't go away it takes fucking yeah. years to get rid of that I that's what that. she, i'm sorry i was gonna say that's what she kind of said to lisa like i have to be angry because if i'm if i'm sad like i'm a shell of a human like i have to find the anger part of it right now and that I have just to sit well, in that anger yeah yeah. When that fake ass scene of tom sandoval crying at lisa's and the- <laughs> okay i was uh um, we, we were together. First of all, this, like, Vanderpump and the Razzie is not even a part to... of this show anymore. Like this show, she like she's like y'all better get one scene with me in there. I, it's my, it's still my, it's still got my name on it. And so she comes in, of course, to have a little conversation with everybody. But um, him trying to cry to her and just like the, it, he's such a bad actor. He's so bad. He's like, he's that's the when worst you... person like I've ever. That's how you know this shit ain't fake because he's clearly trying to but like. Yeah, yeah, I could not have done it. Like, please. Also, the we didn't talk about the black if the Denise Richards stopped filming with the group in December, but the Raquel left LA, turned off her phone, and hasn't been seen in weeks. <laughs> I was like, okay, dramatic. So cowardless. Like the only scene you're gonna film after all of this is with Sandoval and then a call with James Kennedy. Like, you can't even we can't even get her. A scene with um well that's i'm glad i'm actually glad they did that did it that way because like that trailer for the reunion it makes it more suspenseful like she walks in and they're all just like looking down like yeah i i kind of like that they saved it they've done i think they've done it right they they kept ariana kind of hidden until last night and then she was on watch what happens live it's like they're doing it all at the right time like bringing out the people that we were very smart with uh uh, speaking of bringing out the people that we want to hear from the most let's talk about kristen doty she came in and the some dirty ass flip flops. The ground trembled. The earth, the ground right. trembled. It shook. She came in and said, "In some dirty motherfucking champion flip flops," and then let said, "Let's do witchery, let's let's manifest that was some so shit." Funny. And then she's like, "So slay, we must." I was like, "This is like the ultimate white girl like <laughs> I, wall art." Uh, sure I, there's, a, there's a wall art on Maddie's wall that says, "What did she say?" Um, slay the day away. Slay the day. 
We must live for today. So, <laughs> y'all, Maddie really just flashed. She did. She was like, "Pass." There you go. She's like, "There you go." She's like, "Dust to dust, ashes to ashes, dust to dust." It just it uh, gave we must me live for such, today. Like, slay, we must or something like, like that. <laughs> it was like witches of WeHo energy. It reminded me of myself because I'm obviously y'all know if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you know I'm crystal girly. I'm I mean, saging yeah. girly. I'm manifesting girly. You better fuck yourself right now, Reed. Um, maybe you'll feel better about gay people being sexual. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and you see that? Circle back. Not really. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Loser. Um, <laughs> I, I listen. There's been reports that next season production contracts have not gone out. Production is starting this summer, and the door is open for Jax, Brittany, and Kristen to come back. And it seems like they will, in some I'd capacity. Be okay. I'd be okay with it. I really like this Kristen scene. It wasn't too much. It was just enough to be like, I got your back, girl. When they, she was like, I can't believe he did. He's like my ex boyfriend. He's your ex boyfriend. She's like our ex boyfriend. <laughs> that was so <laughs> funny. Our ex boyfriend. That's like giving gay energy representation right there. No, um, it is. I okay. So I, I kind of forgot their their history because you know I haven't watched this recently. So I needed that flashback. I I forgot what the the dynamic was. He dated Kristen first. Yes, Kristen cheated on him with Jackson. That's a whole other thing. But he was cheating on her with Ariana and they had all this fighting in the back alley of Sir, you know, ground zero for Vanderpump Rules people. And I just like I forgot about all those dynamics. So I'm yes. glad that it kind of reminded the viewer like why we they even went to the trouble of having her film. Like, obviously, yeah, she, yeah. which you know, I, I feel like I'm lucky in that sense because I just started my rewatch in January. So it's all it was all very fresh to me. Like I can still see that scene when Kristen Doty walks up to the bar to talk to Ariana and brings in Miami girl, which now we know actually was real. Like Miami Justice for Miami girl. Where are you at, yes, girl? Yes. Come on the podcast. Come on. It's about Bravo. <laughs> I'm sure she would. I'm sure she would, bitch. We will call that I episode. Think... It's kind of about Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> it's about Miami girl. It's um, about uh, this girl that was on Bravo once. See, I watched it's wild to me that when they were talking about Miami girl, I just had went through, I thought just now at this point, Ariana has found out that Miami girl happened. But when Sheena was like, what happened with that girl, Miami? And she's like, Ariana's known the whole time. So I'm wondering that scene when Miami girl does come into the bar and she's like yelling at Tom and Ariana's like, Ariana's like, you're not going to yell at my boyfriend. Like if she, she knew, already knew. Yeah. yeah. She I was like, whatever. Yeah. I mean, remember there were like rumors that they were open uh, for a while when Scandaval first broke, we were like, did they, was Raquel their third? Like, you know, there's always been this mystery around their relationship. I definitely think Ariana knew more than we give her credit for, but I do also believe her completely that, you know, None of this was staged for the show. Like this happened to her, oh. you know. Or if it's like out of sight, out of mind type of thing. Mm-hmm. Just don't embarrass me. If you're gonna do it, tell me about it. Come home. Tell me before you do it. You can do it on vacation. If they had rules, which is healthy. I mean, people have different versions of relationships. But it also goes back to the fact of she wanted to do anything to make him happy. So was this one of the things that she wanted to do to make him happy? It's listen, guys. The reunion's coming up. We are. This is. I mean, this is literally our Watergate. This, this is, is iconic. This is, Reed, you have to stop saying that. <laughs> uh, um, I hope you guys got... A long time ago. We can make jokes. I hope... 
Girl, I hope that you got the reference of I was doing the Dorit thing where there where she was looking at Denise and was like, You have to stop saying that. <laughs> and Denise was like, Bravo, bravo, bravo. And she was like, You have to stop saying that. They're gonna show the I'm footage. Like 9, 11. <laughs> yep, you have to stop saying that, Reed. Anyways, guys, let's get into the finale of the Real Housewives of New Jersey. are the ones who met up with her. They're yeah. talking behind our backs well, yes. and she's telling us to our face. It. You guys are such losers. Wait, why are you going like this? Because you're a loser. You're trying to take Excuse me? Yes, you called my husband to your house to tell him that I was in a car with a guy? Wow. 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 Did you see what she just did? I've been around enough fights in my day to know when something's going to escalate. Wow. This is bad. Look at you. Look at you. Look at you. What happened, Teresa? You called my husband over to tell him I... Disgusting. You called my husband over your house by yourself? Get off of me. To tell him? You called my husband? Get off of me. Guys, New Jersey was good. It was great. Dare I say, even great. We picked up right at the party. Shit happened. We were, the balls were rolling. Um, I do want to say, like Joe Zarin said, Brandy, you've indicated. Melissa, you've indicated. You've indicated, uh, Melissa. And I have to, like, obviously correct myself on this podcast. I said that Marge said Teresa would be vindicated. I'm clearly, I, I'm just mixing things up. It's not what she said. She said Melissa would be vindicated. And she was. Yeah. I knew this episode was going to be good. The beginning at the very beginning of it, when it was a black screen and it said 12 hours after dot dot dot. And it's when they when they go them. back in time, mm. yeah, and it's all of them like discussing what happened the night before, and then it goes to the party. I was like, We are in for a treat. It was messy, like, there were so many fights happening. I had to like put my notes, I was like, Okay, how did this fight end, and how did the new one begin? Because all of a sudden, you'd hear yelling, it would stop, and then it would come back on. Like, it was just... Yeah, everyone was fighting in this episode, which is why I enjoyed it so much. I mean, literally everyone. All of the different, like, storylines between these women, like, Marge... But they all, like, gelled into one, too. Yeah, Danielle versus Rachel, Danielle versus Marge, um, Teresa versus Melissa. It was just, like, everyone, like... And then Joe and and Louis. Louis. I do want to say something. I hope I don't sound ridiculous. And I feel bad for saying that she was mother in the first episodes. Danielle is so fucking corny and lame. And I'm so over her. Like, I'm feeling that way. I I don't think she has it. Your mother. Um, You better shut up. You better shut the fuck up with that. (laughs) (laughs) I still love her. I think this is what, this is my opinion on Danielle. I think she. I think she's very new to all of this. And I think she is very genuine. And so when she has a friendship like Jennifer and Teresa, who really were using her as they were using her also. They knew it was they knew that she was they, gonna eventually they knew exactly. it. Exactly. And Danielle, I think, while probably wanting to be messy a little bit because it is her first season, and she was like, I'm gonna tell her at this party. She I had one shot think, and she went I, for it. And I still think she one shot. To- one shot, One shot of adrenaline. <laughs> Come on, Janity Kane. I do really think that she um, was doing it like out of the goodness of her heart. Like that's where I, I think she's just very. I do too. 
very new, like almost like a horse walking for the first time. And so it's almost hard to watch her. <laughs> like Not a horse walking her. for the first time. Like a little going up around. against a Melissa who's been doing this forever. Like you're just going to make a fool of yourself. I, I felt bad for her. And when Melissa said that to Marge, so when they're fighting on the couch and she kept saying Margaret's name, Margaret came over and like was yelling at her and she's like, you're a shit starter, like all this stuff. And then Melissa looks at Marge and goes, well, these two told it to her and she, they're talking about behind our back. At least she's bringing it to our face. I was like, yes, exactly. Like Danielle at least is getting ahead of it where Teresa and Jennifer were just going to talk about it all season behind closed doors. And then, oh, then we get the Teresa and Melissa. Look at you. Look at no, you. Look at, no, look, look at you. you. Look at you. You're a loser. <laughs> I just, okay, Why'd that call, was so wait, fun. Like, Melissa me is a loser? swinging on her. <laughs> Melissa is swinging. swinging. Like, I, that's what I want. I know that I haven't seen the whole franchise, the whole franchise yet, but like, what I've yet to really see is Melissa like fight back. Like I'm still, yeah. er, I'm still early and like, she's like the victim and I'm ready for her to like get on Teresa's level of nastiness. Well, that's when why I she... think that next season could work because I think that the gloves are off and Melissa's like, fuck it. I'm going to give you what you've been wanting for 14 years now or 20 something years. They've been in each other's lives for that long. And when, when um, Melissa dropped the bomb that she knew she's known about this rumor for six months, that was eye-opening. Like the fact that they've known about it and both of them, I think that kind of says a lot about Melissa too, because she could have used that as her storyline this season. Cause what was Melissa's storyline? So do we does she did she have one? It was so, Teresa, but what was Teresa's storyline? The wedding and Melissa like I want coming six months before my wedding. Like it's just there none of But I think I think Melissa could have used this to her advantage if she wanted to make herself seem interesting and she chose not to do that and be a good sister in law. And Teresa didn't choose that exact same. It was, I mean, the moment that Danielle, I do want to say the only my thing about Danielle was it was corny when she like was like, kiss my fat ass. Oh whatever. My fat flat was, ass. That was embarrassing. I was it was like, girl, you just you just are you not ashamed of yourself? You're not embarrassed. Um, but she delivered the she delivered the news, I thought like a champ, like a seasoned housewife. I think when she delivered it and Melissa came back so fast and was like, Oh, I knew about it. They actually had Joe over the, their house and Teresa and Louie looked like fucking idiots. After that, idiots. Okay, the loser conversation reminded me of Roni season 10 when she was like, You called Luann a loser. And Luann was like, What did she say? And then Ramona said that you're a loser. And Luann was like, You called me a loser? Well, if I'm a loser, (laughs) darling, then God, the rest of the the rest of the world must suck. (laughs) That was iconic. She called you a loser. Um, no, Melissa ate her the fuck up, ate Teresa down, and Teresa didn't have shit to say because she knew what she was doing. I think Melissa came off vindicated this episode and it wrapped this season up perfectly. I think Teresa's a piece of shit. I think she's always been a piece of shit. And I think she's been the catalyst in this. And she's always been the one, the driving force. It's like, I'm all about family. But then in the same sentence, like, remember when I cut my cousin Kathy off? I'm going to cut Joe off just like her. But you're all about family. But you don't got no other family. What are you talking about? You're crazy. And Louis, dark, dark energy. Louis is um, such dark energy when he was like, I'm a winner. I'm winning. And like points at Melissa. Like it I'm was like, giving Charlie Sheen drug use. And I want to say that Melissa was definitely inferring to him being on drugs. And she was, why are your eyes bugging? Why like your that? eyes look like at, that? Look <laughs> at his eyes bugging out of his head. Why are your eyes bugging? They know that man like a little. And I yeah. think when he, ran down, when he ran down the steps of 
Polly's house and he's like, Teresa, Teresa, Joe's fighting with me. I'm like, girl, like you are such, oh, he's just such a man child. I, I really liked him at first and I thought he was good for Teresa, but this just brought out the worst in him. And I totally agree that Joe and Melissa did not, should not have went to that wedding, especially after that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You tried to bring out a situation that happened six months ago that we brought down. You tried to destroy our family. When she said Gia texted him and said, you can do better. You're an asshole. Your that whole family's an asshole. Yeah. And I think that the tree stands are so blind on Twitter. You guys are literally like, you need to check into the Raquel Levis school of mental health oh. issues. Because something's not clicking with between any of y'all. And yeah. I, yeah, it's, it was wild to me. I, that whole finale was so good. And then we had the Dolores being like, so you're going to come to the wedding? I'm going to tell you you're not coming to the wedding. And she's like, guys, I don't think they're coming to the wedding. Yeah. And How do you still expect somebody to come to your wedding when you just tried to destroy their marriage? Melissa said it perfectly. How can I go honor someone's marriage when they just destroyed, tried to destroy mine 24 hours ago? Or 48 yep. hours ago? Yep. I... Um, I don't I know this. Re- who knows? This reunion, I think, is going to be the like Andy said that there's a lot of new information that's going to come out of this reunion, and whoever this private eye that he knows that's so well, powerful. What was his so, name? Um, Bo Deedle. Bo Deedle. All I kept thinking of was like Bo Durnham, like that comedian. Yeah. No. Funny but- story. When I was in rehab, they used to make us watch a lot of that guy's comedy because a lot of the guys in rehab liked it. So it was like a calm down session. And I literally it was triggering for me. And I was like, I'm gonna go use. Like y'all, y'all are making me watch this comedian's shit. Go with what you were saying, Maddie. Oh my god. I was just saying that. So the Bo Deedle thing, I'm very unclear about because so Andy said on a podcast today that's kind of what was that was talked about a lot of the reunion. A lot of the stuff that came up was new information about Louie or that he has. But then in that same the same week on Watch What Happens Live, Teresa was on and she did like a they did a segment about asking Louie about Bo Deedle. And he's like, Oh, I just made that up. I just I just said it just to say it. He's like, I don't have information. You know how expensive that would be to get information on everybody. And I'm like, what? And then Andy literally said that's what they talked about the reunion. So Andy's not even following the story. I don't think anyone knows what's going on with Bodito, Bo, I don't know, Bo, Bo Jenkins, Durnum, Bo, Bo Durnham, Bo Jenkins. Like, I have no fucking idea. The wedding special looks interesting. I, I'm gonna. Um, I think it's gonna be. Yeah, great. the wedding episode. I'm just excited. Yeah, for we're all. all the, the, yeah, we're all gonna be watching. There's so many. We Alexia, got so many housewives. Alexia. Um. Yeah, and then just I wanted to quickly comment on the whole put on pause d- discourse. Um, yes, guys, we need to be fucking for real about what being, <laughs> what, what a show being paused means. And if we should even be reporting this, like, I feel like it's making it out to be news that it's not. So when, when Andy said, when Lisa Renna said, put me on pause, put me on pause. Or when Dorinda on girls trip said I was put on pause and Brandy's like, no, you were fired. That is different, right? Like when we use the term put on pause with a housewife. That typically does mean fired or it means like they are going off the show. But when they talk about a a, a show on Bravo taking a brief pause, like Beverly Hills did, like Salt Lake City did, spoiler alert, both of those are currently filming, y'all. Um, when they say pause, like it's not the same thing as fired or canceled. So when they say that Jersey's on pause... It's not because like they're dissatisfied with its performance. It's not because they're considering canceling it. 
it's literally because they want to film at a different time of year. Or yes, it's, well, it's also because they need to figure out casting and they need to figure yeah. out storylines. You can't pick up right away. You but have like, to quit pause reading because... into it like it means that the show's in on on the show's in hot water. It's not. I think know? Brony Brony scarred people. So now the second yeah. something's not paused, they're like, oh my gosh. It's canceled. That's, like reboot. That's a good point. That was an example of a show being quote unquote put on pause and really what it meant was canceled. That so was I guess I can see re- why everyone rebooted. Um, I do want to say that I noticed something when I was watching Jersey. The first episode of this season was titled New Jersey, New Fights, Same Jersey. And my God, if we're not over the same fights, same Jersey. I was just going to say, wow, this episode, we haven't talked about what we want to change about Jersey. Every Jersey. Single, I'm going to kill you guys because every single <laughs> I listened to him about Bravo. It's like, okay, now let's get into the Real Houses of New Jersey. And the entire segment, you maybe mentioned one thing that happened in the episode and the rest is, so what are we looking forward? What is going to change? Because <laughs> nothing season? ever like, happens in these episodes. Well, then don't recap them. <laughs> well, like that's why we, no, that's why we no, brought you on to yeah, recap. Yeah, Mo has said know. it before. Like, we have to almost. That's why we, that's why we do recap. it. You don't recap I mean, what we we because this podcast is not just recaps, Maddie. It's more of like our commentary on what's going on. And if that's all we have to say, that that's a that's a sign of what's happening anyway. Because that just goes to show you that we don't I have mean, last episode. Talk we talked about not interesting Beyonce enough. for 20 minutes. So like, yeah. that's how you know it was bad. This episode was good. We will be watching the uh, wedding episode. I don't know if we're going to recap it. We're going to throw that in my opinion or some shit because next week we got Vanderpump Rules finale. Reed will be gone next for the next two weeks. I'm, so I'm, I'm you're going to put on be, pause, you guys. Reed's going to be put on pause. He's going to be canceled. Um, put me on pause. We haven't put me on pause. We haven't mentioned that Zach hasn't been on the past two episodes, but Zach hasn't been on the past two episodes. She's, you know, flying planes or some shit. Um, Zach flying will be. Planes. <laughs> Zach will be back the next two episodes. We're going to have Annie on for one or both of those episodes. She is super jazzed to talk about the Vanderpump Rules reunions. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. This was fucking fun. I am Scandaball has me. I love Bravo. I love Bravo. And this is just the time where Bravo is connecting the world. And Reed said it this morning, like we are on top of a monumental Bravo moment. Bravo. Bravo. Uh, you guys know Bravo. Scandaval, Scandaval, fucking Scandaval. You know where to find us about underscore Bravo, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Yeah.